keys. I, I think I was a musician in my former life. No, 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 I can't, I can't say that. That sounds too much like reincarnation. I think I have a uh, musical bone in my body. How about that one? All right, good. Well, it's good to see the saints of God here in this place on today. Uh, let's get into the word of God. I want you to turn your Bibles to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. <clears throat> uh, today I, I want to I want to tackle the subject of prayer and I just simply want to ask the question uh, who is it that you're talking to? Uh, who is it that, that you're talking to? And so on tackle of the subject of prayer, the, the whole goal of today is that you would leave um, being encouraged. That you would leave with a confidence that you did not have before you came in. And sometimes a reminder is the confidence. Our major portion of scripture is John 14, 13. It says, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you're with us on our Wednesday night teaching, you remember his glory, his story, his way. That God does what he wants because he wants his glory. Verse 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Again, today I want to talk from the subject, who are you talking to? Who, who are you talking to? Very, very simple question. Um, recently I was watching TV and uh, we, I was out of town somewhere and now you turn on the TV and they have the preachers that come on and this one preacher uh, got my attention not because he was so charismatic not because anything else but it was the statement that he made he said we aren't to pray in the name of Yeshua all right Yeshua is um, really translates as the name Jesus so me hearing this, it, it really made me perk up and listen. He said, we aren't to be praying. We aren't to pray in the name of Jesus. And then he goes behind it a step further. He says, God never said pray in Jesus' name. I asked myself the question, is this antichrist or just ignorance? I mean, y'all just had your Bibles open, didn't you? Um, very clearly, Jesus says, and whatever I will do that you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. I'm trying to figure out, was this antichrist or was this ignorance? Because you cannot read Scripture and not see that the way we pray is by praying in the name of Jesus. It's, it's scary how some of us will believe everything that we hear and not stick our nose in the Bible for ourselves to come up with what Scripture says and with what truth actually is. And so as I continue to listen to this TV preacher, I figured out that it was just ignorance, not antichrist. But you know what? Truth is that many of us are ignorant when it comes down to what the word of God says about prayer. And so we go to our prayer closets. We spend our time in prayer, wondering if God is hearing us, hoping that God will hear us, even asking ourselves, 
if we're praying according to the will of God. Who, who, who is it that you're talking to when you pray? All right, check out this sample prayer and see, see where, you, where you land on this. See if, if, if you can pick out uh, wrong, right, ignorance, scripture. Uh, put, put up my sample prayer if you would, please. And I want us to just read this prayer out together. Uh, I don't want anybody to think they're being tricked into reading anything. Um, but this is just our sample prayer. Ready? Let's read. Father God, I want to thank you for all that you have done for me. For dying on the cross for my sins. And every time I sin, your blood covers. Lord, you are from everlasting to everlasting. And Jesus, we invite you to move in a special way. Lord, touch. Holy Spirit, have your way. Whatever you want to do is all right with me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the name of the Holy Ghost. Just leave, leave the prayer up until, we, until I tell you, until we get to another scripture. This, this is a sample prayer that I wrote. I didn't find this from this ignorant preacher. I didn't Google this online. But this is likely a prayer that you have heard. This may even be a prayer that you have prayed. Without, without, without going deep into um, the, the, the thought process of this prayer, on the surface, it may appear to be whole. On the surface, it may appear to be without error. Father God, I want to thank you for all that you have done for me but dying on the cross for my sins. Wait a minute. God the Father didn't die. It was Jesus that died on the cross. And, and every time I sin, your blood. Now, who's he, who, who, who are we talking to? Are we talking to the Father about what the Son did? Or are we talking to the Son, but we calling him Father? Because, because when I sin, it's not the Father's blood that covers me. Are y'all here today? Yes. I, I, I'm just checking. All right. Okay. <clears throat> um, watch this. Watch this. It, it goes on. Every time I sin, your blood covers. You're from everlasting to everlasting. And Jesus, we invite you to move in a special way. Is Jesus still moving on the earth? I mean, has anybody ever met Jesus? Has anybody ever met um, God the Father? I'm, I'm not talking about somebody named Jesus. I'm, I'm talking about has anybody ever met, anybody ever met Jesus? And now we're asking Jesus to move in a special way. You know, he must have a pretty busy itinerary if he has to go to every church in order to answer that prayer. He's kind of like a Santa Claus. He has to move here in Norcross, and then he has to move in all the churches in Duluth, and has to move in all the churches in Australia. Thank God we're not all on the same time zone. It's not Jesus that moves. It's not Jesus that we're inviting to move. We're asking Holy Spirit to move. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? Um, um, it, it, and, and, and oftentimes, when we start praying, we start, we start, we start putting all this stuff together. Jesus, we invite you to move in a special way. Lord, touch. Holy Spirit, have your way. Whatever you want to do is all right with me. I, I understand, and you understand, the spirit of the prayer, but the words of the prayer are wrong. Because Holy Spirit's job isn't to have his way. Holy Spirit's job is to carry out the Father's way. Then, then here it is, in the name of the Father, the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. All right, they all have names, but there's only one name. Okay, I think the rubber just met the road. Because a lot of y'all, before we put this sample prayer, you didn't understand what was wrong with it. Because you've just been mixing all of them up. You, 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 you just been talking to somebody up there. Uh, you, you, you just hail marrying it. 
You just reaching back and throwing. Here's the problem. The body of Christ at large hasn't taken time to build an individual relationship with all three of the personalities of the Godhead. Hear what I'm saying. Hear what I'm saying. The verdict is out on you. It's out on me. The body of Christ at large. We've not put our nose in scripture. We've taken what we've heard and reprayed it, repackaged it. We've not taken time to build an independent, individual relationship with the three persons of the Godhead. To talk to the Father, we shouldn't be calling him and talking to him about what the Son does. How can we ask Holy Spirit to do what only Jesus did on the cross? And today, I want you to understand, before any condemnation, before any guilt, before any shame, but before, before you say, oh God, how am I going to do this? I want you to understand, today is designed to give you confidence in your prayer life. I want you to know that no matter how you pray, if you pray this or some other kind of prayer, no matter how you pray, if you are blood-bought, if you are a child of God, he hears you. But what if we don't have the confidence in us doing our part? Certainly we get to this whole religious thinking that if I don't pray in the name of Jesus, it ain't going to get answered. Has anybody ever been in one of those like life or death moments? And, and, and all you said was, Jesus. Some, some of us couldn't even get that out. All we said was, oh! I think some, oh, prayers are just as effective as a prayer prayed in Greek. Because I'm in relationship. I'm in, I'm, I'm in relationship. You see, it's, it's not, it's not, hmm, how do I say this? It's not the protocol that makes it right. All right, now, the biblical template, the biblical template for prayer is to pray to the Father in the name of the Son through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say that again, but my studious folk who are taking notes or have eidetic memories or can just hear and remember everything. I'm going to say that again. The biblical template for prayer is to pray to the Father in the name of the Son through the Holy Spirit. And if in your heart you've ever taken any of these elements out, talking to the Father in the name of the Son, through the Holy Spirit, we have a problem. But I believe, here it is, I'm going to set captives free right here. I believe that he's enough God to sort out our prayers. Go, go back to my theme slide, my, my, um, my, my title slide. He's enough God to sort out our prayers. When we were new parents, um, you know, first of all, new parents, they, they, they buy everything. They sign up for every class. They, they, buy, they buy all the stuff. I mean, Babies R Us loves new parents. Uh, when, we, when we were new parents, you know, really excited about Jordan. It's hard to believe that she's going on 18 and that college is in the, in the, in the near future. And, you know, I'm thinking about when I used to hold her in my arms and, you know, when I used to change her diapers. You know, I'm, I'm thinking about all that kind of stuff um, as I'm looking at her turn to this, into this young lady. I, I remember when we, when we were, were new parents and, you know, Jordan had, had started to grow a little bit. You know what I mean? You know how babies do their mouth. You know? They start realizing they have a tongue and they have lips and they got gums. And so Pastor Alicia one day had Jordan in her arms. She says, say mama. Y'all know where this is going, right? Say mama. Jordan looked up her. She goes, dad, dad. <laughs> I was in the back like, She goes, no. She says, she says, say mama, mama. Joy with her little cute, chunky self. She looked back up. She goes, dad, 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 dad. 
And then she'd smile and drool would just be coming out of her face. Oh, it made her, it made her so angry. It hurt her feelings. She had been up at night breastfeeding and changing diapers and listening to Barney and bouncing her on her knee and warming up the milk. And I mean, she had done all that stuff. And here this little rascal was looking at her calling mama, dad, But you know, you know, a few things did not change. Few things did not change. Not one essence of her womanhood changed. Even though Jordan called her mother dada. Is anybody here today? I, I know it's a Sunday after Easter. Um, when Jordan, her child, called her mother dada. She didn't start growing a beard. She, 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 she didn't, she, she kept her hips. Her milk didn't dry up. Nothing about her essence changed because her child called her a different name. Watch this. Here's something else. Even though Jordan would be looking at her. She didn't mean me. Are y'all catching this? I mean, is, is anybody getting this? Jordan knew where her supply came from. When it was time, when it was time for some milk, she, she had a little neck. If I was holding her, she knew it wasn't going to get no milk from me. No, Then she started, you know, getting them with hands. She'd be looking for her while I'm holding her. Talking about that, that. She had, she had the wrong name, but she knew where to get what she needed. Can I just tell you that when you pray, even if you're just new at this, even if you do not have a theology or relationship with each of the independent personalities of the Godhead, that God does not strike down or disqualify your prayers because you're not calling him by the right name. Again, I believe that he's enough God. To sort out our prayers. I believe God just wants us to pray. Do I have a witness? I, I think he just wants to talk to us. He, he just wants to hear from us. Hmm. Let, let me tell you. Let me tell you why this, this, this man uh, in this city who will go unnamed is, is about just ignorance, straight ignorance. All he had to do was just open the Bible. And I don't want y'all to be ignorant like him. I don't want y'all to be uh, 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 ignorant like him. All, all this stuff is just nothing but a bunch of foolery. John chapter 14, verse 13. We're not supposed to pray in the name of Yeshua. God the Father didn't say pray in the name of Jesus. Uh, John 14, 13. I just read it to you. And whatever you ask in the name, in my name. Jesus talking. Is your writing in red? Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, he says, I'll do it. Go to John chapter 15. You know, the way you debunk, the way you debunk a lie is with truth. John chapter 15, verse 16, he says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. And whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. If you are about producing fruit, Jesus is saying, my daddy will give you what you need to accomplish what you're doing. Okay, let me give you another one. Let me give you another one. John chapter 16. Just go one more chapter over to verse number 23. And in that day. You will ask me nothing, most assuredly. All right, now hold on. Wait. He just said, ask me what you want. Now he's saying, you, ain't gonna, you can't ask me for nothing. But look at what it starts off saying. He's saying in that day. This was a time change. He, he's saying there will come a time when you ain't even going to have to ask me. 
There, there, there will come a time when, when, when I come back, when I unite the body, um, and you ain't going to have to even have to ask me. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, until then, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Till now, you've asked nothing in my name. Could it be we don't have what we need because we hadn't asked for what we want? Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. Sounds pretty clear to me that my prayers need to be prayed whether I say it or not. It needs to be a part of my belief system that my prayers are being prayed in the name of Jesus. So, so, so how do you establish a belief system? A belief system is established by traditions, by what you hear, by what you see, by what you come into agreement with. So we, we have, we have um, take for example, a belief system um, that, that holidays are important to us. For, for however long we've been married, um, we, we, we try to be very diligent um, with our holiday time. We carve out time. Um, we, we, we operate on this whole thing. We want to make memories, not give gifts. You know, gifts go away. So we, we try to make memories. That's a, that's a part of our belief system. Part, you, you have your own belief systems. Um, so we had somebody one time work for us um, that believed that every day, uh, every time she had a birthday, I mean, or he had a birthday, uh, that, that, um, that it was a national holiday. And that we that they could take off on, on, on their birthday. And we were already virtual. Um, well, let me see. You, you, you expect to get paid on your birthday? I, I said they did work for us. They, 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 they did. You expect to get paid on your birthday? Because their belief system was that their birthdays were national holidays. And that it was time to turn up. On their, bir- on their birthday. But the problem is they didn't own the company. So there was a clash. Between their belief system. And our belief system. Are y'all catching this? Alright. All right, so when it comes to prayer. You've established a belief system. And the way you reestablish a belief system. Is to analyze truth. And figure out if you're going to come into agreement with that truth or not. And so a lot of us, a lot of us, when it comes down to prayer, we feel like God don't hear our prayer. Unless we're in our prayer closet. Because it's a belief system. It's good that you have a prayer closet, the movie War Room. A whole bunch of folk got, got prayer closets after that. God meets us in our prayer closet. But do you have to be in your prayer closet? Forgot to hear you. You can't be in the midst of 85 traffic with a collapsed bridge and, ner- and, and the traffic is getting on your nerves. And you can't, you mean tell me you can't say, Jesus, keep my tongue. You, you mean tell me you got to be in your prayer closet? You, you see what I'm saying? You, you, you got to have, you, you, you've established some belief system. Um, you, you, you established belief that the best prayers... Are the best sounding prayers. So now you don't want to pray out loud. Somebody ask you to pray. Because you, you have a part of your belief system. That I can't pray like. Deacon such and such. Y'all, y'all remember deacon such and such. Anybody grow, anybody grow up in the old traditional Baptist church start off service with devotion? Yes. You remember, remember at, at the front, they get that metal chair? Y'all know what I'm talking about? They put the metal chair down in the front and they go shake every, every deacon's hand. They shake every deacon's hand while you get ready to line the hymn. They shake every deacon's hand. It was the approach that got it. It was the approach they swing around and hit that knee like that. Father God, here, here, here I am. Here I am just one more time. They ain't prayed since last week. Here, here I am just knee bending, body bowed, face down to mother dust. And uh, I, 
I just start winding up right there. I, I just want to, I just want to thank you that last night my, my bed wasn't my cooling sheet in my bed. And so, and so now you've established a belief system that if you can't pray with a metal chair and can't put a little tune in your voice and, and call on God like this, that God ain't going to hear you. Touch your neighbor and say, the devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. You've got to change your belief system when it comes down to prayer. Y'all don't like me this morning. I don't, I'm, y'all hurting my feelings. Made me think I ain't doing nothing. Like I ain't studied my lesson. I got three things I'm going to drop on you and I'm going to get out your way. I'm going to get out your way. First of all, there has to be the priority of your prayer. There is the priority of your prayer. Just because, watch this now. Just because it's urgent to you. Doesn't mean it's time for him. Did you hear what I said? Just because, just because you have an emergency. Just because it's urgent to you doesn't mean it's time for him. But, but it doesn't mean also that my prayer doesn't have priority. One of the hardest things to do when it comes to waiting for God to answer prayers is that little four-letter word, wait. And some of us have established belief systems that when I pray on Sunday morning, he's late if he hadn't answered by the time the game come on Sunday night. And then he don't like me on Monday if he still had an answered. I got sin in my life on Tuesday. I need somebody to touch and agree with me if he ain't answered by Wednesday. I'm reconsidering my getting saved again, joining the church on Thursday if he ain't answered. Friday, I'm Googling different religions. Because... You're expecting God to do it on your watch. Just because it's urgent to you doesn't mean it's time for him. John 14, 11. John 14, 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of of the works themselves. Hmm? Wait, wait, wait a minute now. I just moved to the front of the line. Along with everybody else that prayed in the name of Jesus. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the sake of the works. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. But the works themselves. <clears throat> uh, I'm talking to dads here. But have your kids ever, ever asked you, ever said, Dad, I'm hungry. Can I have, can I have some candy? Don't, don't raise your hands, brother. This, this is, this, this, you know, this, I, I see your hands going up in the spirit. I see your hands going up. You sitting next to your wife. I understand. I, I understand. K- kids ask you, um, I'm hungry. Can I have, can I have some candy? They ask when mama isn't around because they know dad don't have no better sense. You want to feed them, but if you are a halfway good parent, you're going to make sure that they're going to have a nutritious and well-balanced meal. <laughs> Y'all remember that episode, Bill Cosby? Remember, remember he, gave, he gave Rudy cake for breakfast? 
Claire walked in, Bill, what are you doing? Well, it had eggs in it. <laughs> it had, had milk. <laughs> had milk in it. <laughs> Makes sense to me, huh? But no, no halfway sane parent would give their kid candy for breakfast. Have you ever, have you ever thought that, that maybe the father, when you're asking, is vetting your prayer on the fact this ain't balanced? To what they're asking me for? Is going to write some stuff. That what they're asking for. Isn't going to advance. Their health. But it doesn't keep us from asking. We, we, were, we were in Starbucks yesterday. This, this, I don't even know my notes. We were in Starbucks yesterday morning. Um, had to get a haircut. Uh, super early. So um, we in Starbucks yesterday morning. And quad goes first. And, uh, you know, they got this new drink called a unicorn. Okay, all right. So, so the unicorn isn't to be drunk. The, the unicorn is to be Instagrammed. It's got like 82 grams of sugar in it. It's like drinking a sweet tart. It's got all these colors in it, and they, they layer it. And the baristas hate to make them because it takes so much effort. And as you swirl... As you swirl that cup of sugar up, it starts to change the taste of the unicorn. So I'm, I'm letting Quark order, and I'm, I'm looking, you know, I'm looking in the, in the little thing. And I hear Quark go, may I have a unicorn? I said, you can't have no unicorn, boy. You ain't supposed to drink that. He goes, oh, I'll have a kid's hot chocolate, non-fat milk. He like, if he gonna let me have it, <laughs> but y'all know the part about it. You can't have that boy. Your mama kill me. <laughs> it was up to me. <laughs> may, may I tell you that because we're his kids, because we're his kids. Sometimes we, we, we order unicorns. But any father that is intent on raising healthy children won't answer unicorn prayers. And there's the priority of your prayer. I want you to know the next time you pray that you're at the front of the line. That God's not upset with you. He's not mad with you. It's not about how you sound. It's not about if you're a preacher, if you're serving. But because we ask in the name of Jesus, in our heart. In our heart, we're asking in the name of Jesus. We're talking to the Father in the name of the Son, by the Spirit. Because we're praying in our heart. Because it's a part of our core. That whenever I pray, I know that my prayers cannot be answered if I'm praying in any other name other than the name of Jesus. That when you pray, the next time you bow the knee of your heart to pray. I want you to have the confidence that your prayer has priority. Here's the second thing. Here's the problem with your prayer. I know I'm not by myself here. Have you ever earnestly prayed? Okay, that's a church word. Have you ever really, really prayed? I mean, you know, you, you got it right. You turn the, the radio off. You know, you went and got your oil. You know, you... Put on your tulip, your prayer cloth, and it, it, you know you put on worship music. Got you scriptures. You, you stood on the word and didn't get what you asked for. Am I by myself? I mean, you 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 purpose in your heart. To pray, you even pray, you even finish your prayer out. In the name of, you actually said it, it wasn't just in your heart, but it came out your mouth as well. And God didn't answer your prayer. 
Here's the problem. Here's the problem. What makes him withhold your answers when the text clearly says he'll give us whatever we ask for? What makes God withhold his answering our prayer when the text clearly says we can ask for whatever we want? Here's, Here's the first thing you need to consider. You're not engaged yet. Now, I'm not talking about you got, ain't got a ring on it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that. But whatever you're praying for, you're not engaged yet. You, you, it, you're still sitting down. And he's waiting for you to get up. So you, you're still talking to him about what you need to do. But you ain't, you ain't put your, your, your faith in the motion. So you keep praying the same prayer. And God's like, I got it. I'm going to answer. God doesn't part the Red Sea. While the children of Israel are still in Egypt. And then take a selfie with an angel and send it to Moses to say, okay, we ready out here. Y'all don't like me, but that's all right. That's all right. I'm going to help you. God says, Moses, just follow me. Moses and the children of Israel, they had to get up and engage. They had to get in motion. They had to start out going where God was. And even when they got to the Red Sea, it still wasn't open. Who am I talking to in here? You've been following God. You've been walking. You've been marching. You've been doing what God wants. And now you're looking at this impossible thing. The Red Sea still isn't open. Then God said, hey, Moses, that stick in your hand? He's like, God, I ain't got time to talk about the stick right now. I got Pharaoh and his army. Lord, just in case you hadn't seen them. But they are following me. They got chariots. And I got all these folk out here. They talking about why are we, why are we leaving? And they got all this gold. They have about to go. But, Lord, they talking about why are we leaving? Where, where are we going? And the rest say, Moses, I, I know all that. I know all that. Moses, that stick in your hand. God, you keep talking about this doggone stick. I'm talking about Pharaoh. He says, Moses, Moses, just lift your stick up. Moses took that same stick that had done all those miracles, lifted that stick up. Then the prayer began to be answered. See, one reason that God does not answer your prayer is because you're not engaged in the battle yet. Just because you sign up to go to the army don't mean you get a gun. When you, when you go down to the office and you sign up, they don't go, oh, we're so glad to have you. Here's your gun. Why are y'all looking at me like that? You know I'm right about it. No, they're they going to see if you're going to come back, if you're going to follow through on your word. They, they're going to see that when you sign up, when you say, yes, Lord, he, he, gonna, he wants to see, okay, they're going to come back the Sunday after Easter. They're going to hang on in there. Just because you sign up don't mean you're going to get, you got to go through some boot camp. You got to go through some training. You got to learn how to use the rifle, use the gun. You got to learn, they, they, they didn't know you can take orders. Just because you pray and ask don't mean that God's going to give it to you. Maybe some of y'all need to take the next step. Here's the next one. Here's the next one. Next reason why God possibly won't be answering your prayer. The problem with your prayer is that what you're asking for is out of his will. What you're asking for is out of his will. Don't forget. You gave him permission. That his will be done. All right. Matthew chapter six. I'm in verse number eight. Matthew chapter six. 
verse number eight. The disciples are there with Jesus. He says, therefore, do not be like them, for your father knows the things you have need of before you ask. <clears throat> In this manner, therefore, pray. Jesus telling the disciples, I want you to pray like this. Say, our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Here, here it is. Here it is. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when we start praying, Lord, let your will be done. Then he takes us at, his, at our word. My, my child is giving me permission for my will to be done. For my will to trump their will. Now, how many want to retract some of your prayers? Come on, don't get quiet on me now. Lord, well, I really didn't mean for your will. Lord, I wanted you to stamp my will with your will. Lord, I wanted you to make your will like get on my will so that our will could be done. <laughs> Oh, that got y'all right there, huh? Yeah, buddy. Whenever you pray out of the will of God, God, God says, that's not what you gave me permission to do. I ain't going to do it. Lord, please let him come back. Please let him come back. I promise I'll be a good wife. I promise I ain't going to sleep with him no more. I promise I'm going to do everything you said. But didn't you say, you want my will? But Lord, he's fine. He's 6'2". He smell good every time I see him. Got a good job. Got a, got a BMW. God said, but don't you want my will? And isn't it funny how when God's will shows up, we change our prayer. So then God show you something that ain't quite 6'2". In between jobs. Drive his mama's car. But will love your dirty drawers. So now you stuck. You stuck. Do I want my will? Or do I want his will? Am I right about it? Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. Whenever we receive the will of God in our life, Whenever we receive the will of God in our life, God begins, us to con God begins to conform us around the answer to our prayer. God begins to make you see that he lets you see on Facebook that, that he, he was really with your best friend. Then you start getting glad. Say, I knew he wasn't no good. I, I knew it. Maybe God is not answering your prayer because you're praying out of his will. Don't, don't forget now. Don't forget now. Um, I, I'm on my point. My second point. The problem with your prayer is that you're not engaged yet. Here's the second thing. It's out of his will. Here's the third thing. Reason why God won't answer your prayer is because he ain't going to get no glory out of it. He, he says, he says, I don't get any glory. Lazarus, John chapter 11. Lazarus gets sick. Mary says, the one you love is at the point of death. Jesus is a city over with his disciples. He, he says, eh, we're going to stay another couple more days. God's going to get the glory out of this. So then Jesus comes to where Lazarus is. Mary's upset. But you said you loved him. I thought you loved him, Lord. You said it was your favorite one. If you just come, 
You done healed all these other folk. You done fed the 5,000. You done interrupted the funeral with the lady that came with son's at. And you said you, done, you loved Lazarus. And he was, he was the one that you loved. You ain't here. Anybody ever get mad at God before? Lord, you done blessed somebody else. Lord, you done made a way for them. Lord, they ain't come tax me for a dignified. Lord, I don't know what you're going to do. But God says, I didn't come. Jesus said to Mary, I didn't come because it wasn't going to be no glory in me keeping him from dying. He said, I had to let him get dead. So that I could say, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he was dead, yet shall. I, God says, I ain't going to answer your prayer. Because I ain't going to get glory. Am I, am, I, am I helping anybody? Some of, y'all, some, some of y'all look at me like you don't like me. But you'll thank me later. Uh, other, reason, other reason why God won't answer your prayer is because, watch this, he really has. It just hadn't showed up. That your answer is on the way. I'm in Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10, verse 12. I'm just going to read it. We're going to go to this last point. I'm going to be finished. Daniel 10, verse 12. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. Daniel had been up up in the room uh, travailing and praying and crying. He said, I heard you on the first day and I have come because of your words. God said, I'm here. I'm sending an angel. I'm sending Michael because you asked me. I sent the answer. Verse 13. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia, in other words, the devil, withstood me for some 21 days. And behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. For I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. I heard you when you first prayed. But when this breakthrough comes, it's so major until the devil is trying to stop it from happening. It was warfare around your answer. Good news. Some of y'all, all you got to do is just wait a little while longer. Just, just wait. It took Daniel 21 days. You just on day three. You just got to wait a little while longer. When God sends this answer, oh. mm. I want you to understand that your prayers have priority. I tried to show you the problems with your prayers. Here's the next thing. This one blessed me. Mm. But there's partnership in prayer okay so so one way of partnership is me partnering with god but that that's not the kind of partnership i want to talk about there is the inextricable connection with the father and the son this will increase your confidence this will increase your confidence all right all right you're gonna need your bible for this one and i'm finished john chapter 5 verse 36 john chapter 5 Verse 36. But I have a greater witness that's John's. Here here it is. For the works which the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I do bear witness of me that the Father has sent me. Hmm. The partnership is with Jesus, the Son, God the Father. Jesus is saying that the father is giving him proof that he's his son. And the proof that he's giving him that he's his son is that he's able to do works. Okay. John chapter 10, verse 25. John chapter 10, verse 25. Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name. Do you see that? Do you see that partnership? Whenever you pray, you got the Father working in conjunction with the Son. He, 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 says, he says, I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name. 
they bear witness of me. I thought y'all would have got it by now. I thought that this was, this was going to be the hot part because y'all were going to start to see how God's been working in your life. But since you don't see how he's been working in your life, let me read you John chapter 11, verse 47. Maybe some of y'all will see what I'm trying to say. Uh, verse 47 of John chapter 11. Then the chief priests and the Pharisees gathered a council and said, what shall we do? He gathered religious folk. He said, what shall we do? But this man works many signs. The church folk couldn't even keep up with how much he was working in, in, the, in the earth realm. All right, John chapter 20, verse 31. John chapter 20, verse 31. Last scripture we're going to read today. John 20, 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that believing you may have life in his name. He's saying that the miracles that have been written is so that you will believe. And when you start believing in the works, that's when you have life. There, there, there's, this, there's this phrase um, uh, that gave me life. Have y'all, have y'all ever seen that on, on, on Instagram? You know, so it's, you know, uh, um, you know, so it's an outfit and you'll see ladies that gave me life. You know, OK. All right. So you, you you see you see a nicely decorated room and somebody put on there. This room is giving me life. You see a nice pair of shoes. Those shoes are giving me life. All right. In other words, the point is that what you're witnessing, what you're seeing is exciting something on the inside of you. It's giving you life. So that same, that same perspective. Jesus has been saying that my works should give you life. He, he, he told them, he said, for everything I have done, everything that I did, that, that I'll give you life. Every person, every person that I heal, that y'all are with me, that ought, to, that ought to give you life. So that, so that when you start praying, everything you can remember that I ever did while I was with you ought to increase your confidence and give you life. I need somebody just to think back as you got your prayer list, you got your prayer requests. It seemed like God ain't going to do it. It's taking him too long. I want you to understand that you're here today, but you got some life. God has been doing some stuff in your life, that there are some works that he's been doing, that God has gotten you out of bondage before, that God has gotten you out of creditors calling you before that God has gotten you out of bad situations before and so if he did it before he will do it again five reasons why you ought to praise God five reasons why you ought to praise God reason number one because he's been good reason number two you ought to praise God because he's been good Reason number three, you ought to praise God, is because he's been good. Reason number four, you ought to praise God, because he, he's been good. Reason number five, you ought to praise God, it's because let the redeemed of the Lord say so. What you want me to say, Pastor? Why don't you just say, you've been good to me. You've been, you, you been good to me. You've 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 been, you've been good to me. You've been good to me. You've been good to me. You've been, you've been good to me. You, you've been good to me. You don't open doors for me. You've made a ways for me. You've been good to me. You have been good to me. You've been good. Everyone standing on your feet. Everyone standing on your feet. Mm. Everyone standing on your feet. I want you to leave. <clears throat> I want you to leave today with a confidence 
in your prayer life. You see, you see, I had to, I had to come to, to the house that was built without a permit. I had to come to a house that was built wrong. You've been praying the way you've been praying and you haven't had any confidence in your prayer and you think it's luck that God does it. We have to deconstruct that house to understand that when I pray, I'm, I'm talking to the Father in the name of the Son through the Holy Spirit. And even if I look up and say, Dad, Dad, if I mix up my words, if the stress and the weight of life is so heavy until I say it wrong, it doesn't change who he is. It doesn't change his essence. It doesn't change where the milk comes from. And that he's enough God to sort out my prayers. Father, we just thank you that you hear and you answer prayer. Father, that thank you that you're teaching us how to pray. Thank you that even our spirits are being engaged in intercession. Father, we thank you for the works that you have allowed your son to do in our lives. Oh, you have been good. You have been so good. You have been so good. You have been so good. Father, we we do pray that your will be done. We pray that your will be done. Thank you for not stamping, rubber stamping our will. You're good, God. And we trust you, Abba. God, I thank you for the prayers that are on the way. Father, I just come and I stand with those that are in the need of prayer. I stand right now with them as their answers have been held up. I stand with them, God, and I ask that you would touch them and I ask that you would strengthen them, Lord, to remain diligent in the wait. as the answer is yet arriving. Lord, thank you for what you're teaching us in the wait. That's a hard prayer to pray, you all. When I look at some things in my life that haven't moved, it's hard to pray, Lord, thank you for what you're teaching me. I just want it over. I want it done. I'm beyond it being done my way. I, I just want to get over. I want to put a check mark off this prayer list and I don't want to have to pray it anymore. But truth of the matter is that God is growing me. God is teaching me. And he's doing the same thing for you. Can we spend some, some time just worshiping God for who he is and maybe even repenting for how it is that we have prayed repenting for our immaturity how we've whined and complained and thought of other options there is no other option and you know that you know that and he knows that can you just worship the Lord for being him for being God for being good for your glory God, get glory in my life. Get glory in my life. Get glory in my life. Get the glory in my life. Just to see you. Get the glory. Get your glory. Get your glory. Get your glory. Get your glory. Your will be done in earth as it is in heaven over our lives, over the life of this church.
Get your glory, Lord. Get your glory. Prayer does. Prayer delivers you to Him. You are. Wanna be? Wanna be where you are. My prayers, God. Say it again. Say it again. I wanna be. Wanna be where you are. Wanna be where you are, God. I gotta be where. Listen, if you're here and you do not know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, uh, you, can, you can hook up the, 